Welcome to the Sisters in Service podcast. My name is Kat Corchado. I'm a fellow Air Force veteran who, after 20 years of active duty, struggled with transition after leaving service. The Sisters in Service podcast is a platform to include all women veterans, organizations, military spouses, and Blue Star Gold Star families in talking about the trials and triumphs we face while in service and after service. I want to take a moment to thank all of you who have taken the time to listen and follow me on my journey. My podcast is every Tuesday, and I hope you will tune in. Until then, please be safe, take care of each other, and until next time. Welcome, Sisters in Service, to another episode of our podcast. I am your host, Kat Corchado, and my guest today is Michelle Lang. Michelle is a military spouse, and she's doing this amazing project that's going to help military families and veterans, whether they're in service or out of service. So, Michelle, welcome to Sisters in Service. How are you today? Doing really good. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm so glad you said yes to be a guest here. Now, I understand that you're your military spouse. Tell us a little bit, first of all, what branch of service? So my husband was Army, and then whenever he left the Army, now he's active duty Army Reserve. Okay. So we had chatted previously a little bit, and you told me that you were kind of surprised at the whole transition thing did you so first of all let's let's answer this question did you think transition was just going to be kind of easy like it's no big deal um I I you know whenever you're military you're just used to taking all the bumps in the road you know what I mean so you just are used to rolling with the punches and I just totally thought that's what it was going to be like there's nothing we haven't handled before we'll figure it out right I know you're like this should be a piece of cake So you finally get to the reality of it. And what were you feeling at that point? Um, I was really, I guess the word is I was kind of disappointed for my husband because I could tell, you know, the position that he landed, it was not what he wanted. He was not going to be happy with it, but he didn't know what else to do. Um, And uh, that's whenever I kind of started seeing things slip and fall apart And, um, it, I mean, we just weren't well prepared, but he was in a situation where he didn't have a year or two years to prepare for his transition. It was a very, um, I mean, within a week he, he decided, okay, we're going to turn this around. We're not going to California. We're getting out. So we were unprepared as I was sad for him and disappointed, um, that, you know, life after the military wasn't sort of going where he wanted to go. Right. So, so as a mill spouse, when you think about other military spouses, did you realize that it would be as difficult for you as it was for him at watching from the outside? So you kind of saw what was happening and, you know, as a military spouse, you wanted to help. Did you know what to do or what to say, or did you have to sit on the sidelines and just allow him to think through it? So I kind of took the role in, you know, 
job searching for him and reaching out to my contacts, um, you know, getting him in touch with people, you know, heads of companies to get his resume out there, um, things like that. So I tried to help with that aspect of it, um, help with some like civilian things that he might not, you know, because I, I was in the business world for a while, um, you know, before I stopped working. But um, I tried to help in that way, but it's kind of one of those things where you really don't know until you go through it. So like he needed to go through it and, and learn those ropes and he needed to learn how to network. And those are the things that I couldn't do for him. It's difficult for them sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and especially when you have no prep for it. And even if you have the prep, because my husband's the same way and we have, we're both realtors. I, I don't practice, but you know, we would go to networking events and he would sit at a table and he was like, you know, this kind of sucks. And I go, sweetie, you have to go to the people. They don't come to you. You mm -hmm. have to go in there and start chatting it up. And it was really difficult. And even more so when you're a veteran, because you just don't know what you don't know. And, right. it, and it can be really, really difficult. What kind of advice would you give to another military spouse who's going through or maybe going through the same thing that you and your husband went through? I would say 100% talk to somebody that's already done it um, because I didn't know what I, I didn't know. And you just kind of have this expectation where your whole, you know, maybe your whole marriage or your whole relationship, you've just figured it out. You've, you've fallen, but you've caught yourself. Um, but this is kind of one of those things where it's a really big fall. Um, so you've got to figure out how to land on your feet without getting hurt. And you need to talk to somebody that's done it because there's so many things that you don't think about. There's so many feelings that come up that you don't think are going to come up. Um, and, you know, I didn't expect to be, you know, worried and scared about leaving the military because the military is a very safe place. Yes. You know? things are provided for us. Yes. Um, you don't have to worry about your paycheck. You don't have to worry about those things. Um, so I didn't expect to feel some things and not feel some things. So talking to somebody, reaching out to a mentor, and if you don't know how to do that, um, Veterati is a really, really great resource. For yes, people. it is. I highly recommend everybody um, reach out to them, even if you need somebody to talk to. It's just, it's a great place to you know, talk to people that have done it, no matter what you're going through from, you know, starting a business to transitioning and just seeing what life is going to look like after that. Absolutely. I'm a mentor in Veterati and I had talked to a young woman and I looked at, you know, her, her resume on what she put on the website. And I was like, why is she reaching out to me? And she said she reached out to me because she wanted to get into Pilates and I'm a Pilates instructor. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. I was like, this is kind of cool. So it's it's sometimes very difficult. What people, especially if you're not the person in the military, that we tend to forget about what the rest of the family's going through. So did you feel as though you were kind of alone in that type of like you didn't have anybody to talk to. So, you know, did you reach out on Veterati too? Or did you or did you just kind of process it and and go with the flow as much as you could? 
Yeah, I just processed it because my husband, he used Veterati, but at that time, I thought Veterati was only for the military member or veteran. I had no idea that military spouses could use it too. Um, so I didn't even think about that. And I didn't, I wasn't thinking about me at all. I was only thinking about him because, um, you know, at that time, my job was pretty low. I mean, it, it wasn't paying the bills. Like we were just using that job to pay off my student loans and, and get out of debt. Right. Um, so that wasn't going to pay a mortgage or a rent. So I was solely focused on him. Um, and then, you know, those pieces falling into place. So that way I could figure out the rest. Cause you know, you kind of have certain roles in your relationship and he can count on me to fulfill my roles and I can count on him to fulfill his roles. Mm-hmm. Um, so but one one kind of has to sometimes wait for the other. So you're in limbo a little bit. Is And that's where I start to get impatient. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, come on now. <laughs> let's, let's, yeah. let's just, you know, get out of this. And it's it's difficult. Like you said, it's it's not until you find your feet on the ground. Because all of the veterans go through that. But what I didn't realize, or I was late to realize, is that Military spouses are going through it at the same time, but it's harder for them because they can't really say anything. You know what I mean? You can't, you know, you kind of sit back and you're, and you're waiting and you want to help. Sometimes you know what to do, like you knew what to do, but sometimes you don't. So in this transition period, you found that there was some kind of disconnect between what you needed or even looking for resources, which started you on this path. So tell us a little bit about your vision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So whenever you're in the military, you know, you have certain experiences and, um, you know, that might've come with some trauma, things like that, that are very specific to the military. Um, so whenever you're out and you're looking for services, you want somebody that can relate to those experiences, um, or that specific type of trauma and a run of the mill, maybe provider or a therapist is not going to cut it, but how do you find that? Like, that's very difficult to find unless they're blatantly, you know, we help veterans, we serve veterans. Um, and what happened in our situation was my husband, we lived, about 30 minutes from a VA and he was denied care there. Um, so that's where we're like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> where are we supposed to go? Um, so that was my, my job. You know, he was just trying to keep himself on track and focus and not feeling like his life was spiraling out of control. And he had purpose, which right. he was doing a horrible job. at. honestly, he, he felt so unfulfilled. Um, and that's, I, I relate to that in some way, but like his whole childhood, his whole young adulthood and then adulthood, all he's wanted to do was, you know, 20 years in the military. That's, that's what he wanted to do. So now, you know, that was taken away from him. Um, he was really spiraling with that. So, um, With that said, it was really tough for me to find the right resources that he needed to plug into that were veteran specific that could help him with that, um, you know, loss, because it, it's really like a loss 
right? Like you're grieving your, your yes. wife. Yes. Um, so it was really tough. And, and whenever you admit that you need help and then go reach out to somebody that's not helpful, that, that sets you back maybe even further. It can. Um, yeah. So it was tough, but whenever we finally, you know, connected with the right people through his veteran network, his friends, um, we were able to help him, you know, get where he needed to go, fulfill, you know, himself a little bit more. And that's when I was like, this is, this is nuts because there's a lot you're telling me, like you guys are telling me that there's all these organizations out there that I'm sitting here Googling and I cannot find. Um, and we lived right outside of Philadelphia, right by Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So, you know, big enough cities where there should have been a lot of things easily accessible. But um, I was so irritated by that. So I kept thinking about it. He went on a deployment. And so I had a lot of time to think while he was gone <laughs> and, um, you know, look into some stuff. And and then I started, you know, the aspect of trying to connect uh, just military spouses um, with help on base or, you know, educating them on different, uh, you know, services they could utilize that I feel are very underutilized. And then I thought it, enough of this, like, there's so many other people out there that we can help. We really, really have a need for a database to put all of these great resources in one place for people to look at, but, mm -hmm. but not be overwhelmed by it. Yeah. I think that's what's that's, that is what the problem is, is that, you know, if you give me too many choices, I'm frozen because mm -hmm. I don't know what to choose. And exactly. so when I got out of the military, there was nothing, there was nothing to choose. <laughs> was like, there you go, kid. Good luck. But now, you know, you either, you either stand still because you don't know where to go, or you're trying to rifle through the hundreds of thousands, I don't know how many there are exactly, of organizations that say they help veterans. And you mentioned on base, and even on base, they don't really advertise Hey, this is for military spouses. Hey, this is, are you transitioning? Come check mm -hmm. this out. Or the other part of it is that you reach out to an organization that says, we help veterans, and they really don't. You know, you're just yeah. a click. You're a number. So they can get more money in their books. And and I think that's, that's a problem. And also grieving your service. And I think that's that's a necessary part of transition is grieving. I didn't know that's what that was that I was going through. You're, you're kind of in a depressed state a little bit because, you know, a lot of marriage, I did 20 years. A lot of marriages don't even last 20 years. So, you know, it's like being with a partner. You're, you're going to grieve a little bit. So tell us the name of your project. So we are Veteran Help Point. That is... Yeah. So what, so if you had, let's say that time wasn't an issue, money wasn't an issue, what is your perfect s scenario? So let's say that I'm a veteran in need and I see your veteran help point. Let's say I'm Googling and I see it. What is the perfect scenario? Do I call? Is it a database? I can just look up stuff or, or walk me through a scenario of, of what that looks like. 
Okay, so right now, how we have it set up, it's listed by state. And then within that state, it's listed by category. So you, for example, say you're in Alabama, you need to find some resources that are in Alabama and you need specific, um, you know, job assistance help. You can go to Alabama, click on the job assistance um, tab, and it'll take you showing you those resources only. Otherwise, what you're going to see is an alphabetical list um, and we have it set up so you'll have their logo and then their title, the, the name of the organization. You can click on the organization. It'll take you directly to their website. Nice. Um, but if you need to contact them right away, then we have, you know, in some cases we have a direct point of contact, like a name that you can contact. But regardless, we have their phone number, email address and um, physical address if possible and then their mission statement. So you can kind of see what they're all about. Um, Cause I wanted people to be, you know, it's not helpful whenever you just have links there um, right. and you don't know what that organization is really about. So we try to put it all together with their logo and the mission statement. So people can kind of gather that now, eventually um, we're in the fundraising stage now. So with that, what I'm hoping to do is make some improvements to the website where we're going to add like a geolocation filter where you're going to be able to put in your zip code. Um, because, you know, whenever we're at Fort Benning, a lot of people live in Alabama, but they use services in Georgia. So right. I don't want people to exclude themselves from, you know, a list of services that they might be able to access just because they're only looking at Alabama. Um so that's one feature that we're going to add. Another feature, we're working with a group of mentors that are going to essentially be experts in our database. That's what they're going to um, do for us, aside from what, what they do on the outside of Veteran Help Point. So what my thought was is, you know, maybe Vietnam veterans or the older veterans of that generation that their caregivers or themselves have found this website. They don't want to read through the list. They, they fumble with, you know, some technology, right. be able to click on that mentor, um, tell them what you're going through, what your needs are. And then they're going to know, okay, well, you're in this area. Here's the, the three or four resources that I think would best fit you. Let's reach out to them. Um, and figure out where we need to go from there. So it's a little bit more. We're not doing case management, but it is a way to help facilitate people to get to the resources that they need as easy as possible. Are you going to have any resources? Let's say I'm looking for a woman veteran organization. Are you going to have resources like that? Or maybe someone who says, I want to see what kind of resources are available in my area because I need a service dog. Are you going to have services like that also? So I have um, service dogs listed under our whole holistic therapy, but um, we have 10 categories of help right now. So it's going to be primary care, um, mental health, physical therapy, holistic therapy, job assistance, financial aid and literacy, housing, um, fitness, legal, and benefits. Mm -hmm. So those are the 10 that we're focusing on. And then eventually what we're going to do is sort of, you know, further niche it down to where it's going to be, you know, military spouse, um, military child, caregiver resources. Right now, right now we're just trying to get it up and get it functioning in a way that's practical. 
Right. So one, mm-hmm. one step at a time, but that is, that is um, on my mind and on my list. What's the biggest part of this project for you? What's the, the big hairy monster, <laughs> so to speak? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just an overwhelming task, right? Like it's there. I mean, as of right now, the last statistic I saw, there's about 45,000 nonprofits that help veterans. That's that's veteran nonprofits lot. only. Yes. That's not including all the resources that I have that, um, you know, I have a lot of mental health therapists in there that they don't serve just veterans, but they may be a veteran or they have experience with PTSD, things like that. Um, so it's, it's just a ton of resources to go through. So that's why right now I kind of put a pause on searching for these um, resources. We're working on fundraising because we've figured out another way that we can kind of speed this up with less manpower and less man hours, because it's just not, I mean, it's going to take forever for me to do it by myself. And one of my goals is to be able to create this business so I can hire um, other military spouses and give them meaningful work. That's something that I really, really struggled with. So how are you vetting these organizations? What kind of vetting process is there? Um, Sometimes like if it's somebody that has used that organization or it depends how, how they come to us. Like if I find it myself, um, I typically reach out to them or send them an email, maybe just call them. I want to make sure that they are responsive, that their website is functioning. Um, basically, the people can get a hold of them and somebody is going to respond to them. And then part of that process is that we need to make sure that they stay in business. So you have to continuously vet them. And you kind of have to make sure, you know, they have their, their business in order to, you don't want to, I mean, they're going to go out of business if eventually they're going to get caught doing something they shouldn't be doing. Right. So you, you can't cover all the bases. You know, you can look at, you know, you can talk to people and, you know, it sounds perfect and everything looks perfect. And, and you think this is a great, this will be a good addition. And, you know, sometimes stuff happens and you you have no responsibility for that because you've, you know, you checked the boxes that you thought you needed to check for that. So if you have, if someone is listening to this and they have a great organization that they think should be a part of your veteran help point, how would they be able to give you that suggestion? Or can they? Um, mm -hmm, Yeah. We, we do have a form on our website, but um, actually somebody just told me yesterday I migrated my domain. And so I think the forms got a little wonky. So eventually that will be um, back up on tomorrow. Otherwise, you can email me at michelle at veteranhelppoint.com um, or, you know, I'm very accessible on my Veteran Help Point social medias, Facebook and Instagram. So any of those forms work. So once you get this up and running, where do you see it? You know, how do you see it veering off into other things? Like, you know, maybe doing a podcast, maybe doing, you know, a a live something or other, or where do you see this going? Because it sounds like it's going to be bigger than just a resource. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
my my vision is to be the premier database for veterans and their families. Um, so we want to be the place where you can come, one-stop shop, figure it out, feel safe, and like a breath of fresh air. But uh, right now what I'm trying to do is kind of, I would say one of the bigger obstacles I have is to kind of educate the people that are not affiliated with the military that this is an issue. Yes. Um, because so often I hear people say like, oh, it's great. It's really great to be in the military. Every You get everything for free. Like you get it <laughs> oh, all. yeah. You get free food, free clothes, <laughs> free like, housing. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, it's great. They have so many organizations to help. Yeah, it it is wonderful. But whenever you're in that time of need, it is very difficult to find that help, um, right. especially because how businesses are set up today, whenever you're starting out, uh, you know, people start things because they're passionate about it and they might not think it the whole way through. So they're just mm-hmm. living on Instagram. They have a really great program, but they're just on Instagram and, and Facebook with a shoddy website that you can't find. Right. Um, so that's why it's hard to find these resources. So I'm trying to educate people with um, Instagram lives. I usually do them on Thursdays and I just work with a resource and talk to the audience about what that resource is doing to try and, um, you know, bring awareness that there are some, some issues with disconnection and, um, this is what all we're offering. Cause I really like it to be a, a holistic picture, right? Like we're not just focusing on mental health. We're not just focusing on job assistance. I really believe like if you're weak in one area, it's going to cause you to be weak in another area of your life. So we want to make sure that you're covered no matter what you need. Um, well, I think that's a good point too. You know, I think the other thing is when you talked about educating civilians, Yes, I still call them civilians. I don't know what else to call them. You know? I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, we talk to each other. We talk to other veteran service organizations. But we need to educate the civilians because they don't know. They think, oh, how great. You're a veteran. There's so many, like you said, there's so many resources. And it's just great. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. And especially for women veterans. So, you know, to be on a platform where I could speak about this and say, hey, look, look at what this is, you know, look at this veteran service organization. Because even though you're not in the service, you might have a child that goes in the service, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be female or, or male, but you're, you might have one going into the military. Then what? You don't know anything about it. Educate yourself. Talk to someone who's been there, done that. Right. And reach out and, and learn a little bit more. So obviously when you were doing this, you realized that there were other organizations that weren't just filling the bill. They just weren't, where were they, what were they missing in your opinion? Uh, Uh-oh, just, is the list too long? <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, total, totally unorganized. I'll say that just, you know, your heart might be in the right place, but if people can't use this, then what's the point? You just did all that work for nothing. Um, and it's great to say like, Hey, we have this database, but then what? Like 
It's kind of like have at it. Here you go. We built it. Now you got to use it. Yeah. It, and looking at them makes me so angry because there's one in particular that is uh, government run and it is just a smattering of resources. And, you know, it, when I was going through it, coming, I first of all, a Google search did not bring that up. It was very difficult. I didn't even find out about this resource till after we were in it. Um, it when I would find like, okay, military one source is really good at doing some things really well. They also have a list of resources, but when I was there looking in it and I'm like in a state of panic because my family is falling apart and it feels like my house is on fire. Like I don't want to click through links. I I need you to tell me what I need to know right Right. now because I'm, I'm in a panic. Yes. Um, So it just, and who has time to do that by the way? Gosh, exactly. (laughs) I mean, you don't have 30 million other things going on in your life. But so, yeah, the, the biggest thing I see is just total um, not organized. And some, some have it organized like, well, this is all of our family readiness organizations. This is all of our mental health organizations. Okay, great. But I'm in California and that one that I just clicked on is in Arizona. So that's not helpful. It doesn't help. Exactly. I love yeah. it when they say, put in your zip code. I'm like, yes. So I don't have to search. Is that one next? Oh, that's not close to me. What about the? No, that's not one close to me. And it and it's a pain to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to ask you a question, and it totally slipped my mind. <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to ask you. So when you get this up and running, and it sounds like it's up and running, but when you you know fulfill that vision, and you're looking for people to fill these positions to help you out what what are you looking for who are you looking for we're going to need a lot of back-end things because there's not going to be a lot of customer service that we need to do personally but it's going to be a lot of back-end operations like maybe website management um accounting things like that the the stuff that just is purely business um because we don't have we're very we're keeping it very hands-off for us. So we're not involved in case management in any way. Um, we're just the facilitator. So, but I always want to make sure that we are, are one step ahead of, um, you know, the next trend or the next thing that's going to make somebody's life easier. I want to be very aware of marketing and trends um, because this database does not work if people cannot use it and they cannot find it. And it's dormant, you know, if they don't know that it exists. You know, when I first did my podcast and I was like so proud, you know, I had it out there, it was ready to go. And they go, okay, well, how are you going to market it? And I was like, what, what, <laughs> What's, what, I don't need to, what, what are we talking about here? Yeah. So, you know, you have to realize that that's all part of it and, and being out there and letting people know so that it'll drive them you know, to the Mm -hmm. website where they'll take a look at it. And, you know, that's, that's always a good thing. So how can people find you? Um, Well, we have a website, veteranhelppoint.com. And then we have uh, Facebook and Instagram, both Veteran Help Point. So we're pretty. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> That's super simple. So, Michelle, this has been very enlightening, you know, to to know because I came from a place where I didn't know. Or maybe there were things out there, but no one told me about them. And I'm just figuring out all of these places that are out there now. But it's again, it's hard to know who helps and who doesn't. Right. And for those that I that I know help, I'm the one that's like, hey, you've got to go here. You've got to do this because this really works. This really helps a lot. So I just want to say thank you for being a guest on our show today. And, you know, if anyone's out there who, you know, you're one of those back end people, you know what to do, you know how to look. You want those people that look under the hood of a car and know exactly what's going on. That's mm. not me. I wish I could say I could help you. I cannot, <laughs> but, but I can put it out there for you. And, um, you know, make sure that you contact Michelle and let her know, you know, how you can help her with that. So any final words, Michelle, before we go? Yeah, I mean, all all the help and support that we can get as we grow, that, that is very important because, like I said, this does not work without people and it does not work without people, um, you know, it works better with people volunteering and it works much better when people are supporting. Um, I put out a lot of Instagram is kind of where I put out the most content. So um, just sharing and getting the word out there that yes. we exist um, because there are a lot of places that are starting to do this, but on a state level or on a local level, which is great. And um, we're, we're just trying to bring the whole thing together. So the more awareness and support we can get until we're, you know, up and at it full speed, the better. Yeah. Don't be like me when I used to just like and, and heart stuff you want to like it and you want to share it. And because the then those people you know share it to those people that they know and all of a sudden, you know, Veteran Help Point is a household name. People just know so much about it. So thank you so much, Michelle. Um, for all my listeners, thank you so much for listening in. Please stay safe. Take care of each other. Until next time, and it's never too late to start your impossible. Mm-hmm.